Craig, you got two cents on that one? Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, we could dive into like the notion of what is life and kind of looking back to the history of life on this planet, going back billions of years, you know, I think most people have heard about like the primordial super ooze. And a lot of the theories was that, you know, we look at the mechanisms inside bacteria, right? We think about like the earliest organisms, like a bacteria, like the ideal body form is like a pill kind of shape, you know, um, and then you lead to filaments. But if, when you dive down into the biology internally, the molecular biology, and it's, it's the world of polymers, of these long strands of DNA or RNA, you start kind of realizing that a lot of the functions of viruses are related to this and may have been an offshoot from a very, like very primordial era in, in like the early life where it was an RNA world before a DNA world. But it's pretty amazing. So the reality is like you can look at these automatons and how they're functioning and all this amazing animations of molecular biology, but viruses may have been an offshoot of a function maybe a mutation or an error or a parallel parallel alternative in this RNA world that just didn't catch on quite as well, but maintained itself. And then when you look into the, some of the, the viruses that are ancient, like they're megaviruses, almost the size of the cell, and even viruses that live inside of viruses live inside of viruses. So, you know, maybe we'll just talk today about the bacteriophages, which are the viruses that target bacteria, which, you know, Leaf and I were talking about, may have been like a really ignored part of the soil food web. Because even in our bodies and across the world, they like in every surface, they play a huge role in regulating the microbial world with bacteria, which are prolific, especially with algae too. So when it comes to viruses, you know, they're associated, but you have to think back maybe at one time eons ago before life was cellular, when it was more poly polymer, that may be an interpretation. Whereas now we have cellular life and the polymer aspects are valid aspect on our skins. We have our, we have enzymes called DNAs and RNAs. They're enzymes that actually break down DNA and RNA. And if you work in the lab with DNA extracted from the soil to understand microbial diversity or RNA to understand what's being expressed in the soil, you have to protect your sample from it. You have to use molecular biology of water. So it's interesting, right? Everything is alive and chaotic and very much everything's an ecosystem. So that one may be way to kind of provide some better intuition insight. No, I love, yeah, it. I love it. That that pure like uh, DNA ace RNA ace free water. It's like a little little jug that big, and I'm making this number up, but it's very expensive. It's like it's like hundreds of dollars for a little bottle of water that big because they yeah proven that it doesn't have any of that stuff in it. But when you're talking yeah, about radiance, yeah, the early life evolution. Once again, this is purely in the realm of speculation. I don't don't quote me on this and saying that it's actually true, but. You know, the kind of some of the hypotheses about the origins of life is that you had just RNAs that developed and then they could replicate themselves. And then perhaps at one point, some sort of protein or cellular structure encapsulated the RNA and protected it from the environment. And then it could keep going in and out. And so that's, you know, something that could have happened along the way. 